like it would be good to go back and like try to send it but it's kind of like you already know like exactly like that kind of magic of figuring out the beta and like feeling every hold for the first time is is kind of gone Today, we've got another climbing focus episode, but from a different point of view. Adam Nearing is a root setter at one of our local climbing gyms, Seven Bays. If you've ever been curious about the root setting process, Adam breaks it down for us. He also talks about his time spent in New Zealand after graduation and the challenges associated with working so close to one of his hobbies. My name is Alex McLean, and welcome to the 41st Hour. All right, well, thanks for swinging by, and thanks for bringing a beer, too. Yeah, uh, yeah, no yeah, problem. If, uh, if all guests do this, then it'll turn out pretty well. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Three why not? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, just introduce yourself to anybody who's listening and cool. give us kind of a spiel on whatever you want to talk about. Sure, yeah. Um, so, my name's Adam Neer. I'm from Cape Breton, but been living in Halifax for like seven years, I think, something like that. Um, took a bit of time after school to go traveling, went to... New Zealand for a year and then back to Halifax and been working at the climbing gym ever since pretty much. Um, it's kind of it for now. I don't know. <laughs> kind of like thinking of uh, what I want to do next, like um, where I want to go with the climbing gym and whatnot and just kind of hanging out for now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What, um, I forgot you went to New Zealand. Yeah. Um, what did you get up to down there? Were you into um, climbing while when you were down there? Kind of. Like, uh, at that point, I already started, um, like, before I left, I went uh, to Seven Bays a couple times and, like, had a little membership there for probably mm-hmm. like three months. Um, and then down in New Zealand, I didn't really climb much outside until meeting, like, some Australian guys, and they were like, <laughs> fucking come on with us, man. We'll go uh, rope climbing. So, yeah, they taught me, like, quite a few of the things uh, for rope mostly um still some good bouldering as well around there um and then it wasn't until getting back to canada that i realized how sketchy they were <laughs> like they wouldn't wear helmets and stuff so then after like meeting you and will and going out with you guys i was like oh this is like actually kind of safe like this is how safety practices work and yeah that was funny right. yeah did you do anything else down there like i obviously australia is known for surfing but new zealand mm-hmm. From what I've heard, research has a little bit of everything when it comes to the outdoor recreational world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a little bit of surfing. Like, I definitely, um, when I first got down there, it was, like, still winter. Um, so, the surfing was, like, actually kind of decent at uh, in the North Island that, uh, where I was living there. Um, and then a bit of surfing when I moved to the South Island, but not as much because there's more, like, climbing in the South Island. Um, I didn't do as much hiking as I probably wanted to do. Or I could have done, like thinking back to it, I would like mm-hmm. to do some more hiking. Um, yeah, I wasn't into biking at all at yeah. the time. It's like apparently really good for biking. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. 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 What about the uh, the hiking makes you wish you had done more? Um, I don't know. Just kind of like the simplicity of it to just like go for a walk yeah. for, you know, a couple of hours and like I used to kind of hike a bit back home you know um so I, I, at the time i was pretty focused on climbing um i guess i also skied there a bit while it was winter still but um in the summer i was pretty focused on climbing so it was new and exciting but it would have been nice to have like days to break that up with just like a simple hike for you know five to eight hours or something yeah um and just to see more things, like see different Yeah, that's kind of where I was that. heading is, yeah. like, climbing is fun, and, like, I enjoy climbing as well, but you're, yeah. you're kind of always seeing the same scenery because you're, you're traveling vertically, so yeah. you're just seeing different perspectives of the same landscape. Yeah. Whereas when you're hiking, you're, doing, you're traveling distances more yeah. horizontal. It could be inclined, but you're traveling, like, across a map, and you're kind of, the scenery's changing, the landscape's oh, sure. different and stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, especially, like, around there where it would be like not crazy large mountains but it would be like you know you could get up to the peak within like two hours or something like that and then you could just like follow the ridge line for quite a while and see like a bunch of different things um so yeah if i if i ever go back i definitely want to hike a bit more Mm -hmm. so yeah 
And you were skiing those, ski touring or kind of uh, resort No, skiing? just res- just resort stuff. I wasn't into touring just yet. Um, uh, and it's not really, it's not a whole lot for touring anyways. Like maybe two of the mountains that I could think of right now out of like the seven that I went for just like little one-off day passes. Um, but for the most part, it's like their snow is kind of like here in Nova Scotia where it's like uh. a bit <laughs> of like that oh, sweet, we got four inches of powder. And then the next day it's like kind of, it's wet or wet it's like slushy, crusty. Yeah. It's like icy. Like it's just too much ocean spray coming okay. off the either coast, really. That makes sense. Um, it's not like a dry air that they get yeah. in like BC and Alberta and stuff. Okay. So yeah, it wasn't a lot of snow to yeah. say the least. Yeah. New yeah. Zealand almost kind of looks like Nova Scotia. I mean, you have like Cape Breton, which would be the North Island. And yeah. Oh, for sure. The South Island. Yeah. 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 Bit bigger though, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think... Like, yeah, like I said, I forgot you live in New Zealand, but we've obviously chatted about it before. I think you mentioned you were living in a van while you were there. Was that full-time or? Uh, no, not not really. I kind of, um, like, it, I was based in, like, uh, Queenstown and uh, working there and, like, had an apartment there, um, but wanted to actually, like, have my own wheels to go around, like, mm-hmm. not just for climbing, but just, like, go for little weekend getaways and whatnot. So, got, like, a just a small um Mazda Bongo and just it was already uh decked out like it already had like an internal build it was pretty basic but uh that was really just all I needed for like you know two nights at a time kind of thing and yeah then, um a couple times I went for about eight nights at a time which was like a bit trickier in a small van like that with no fridge or anything it was just like pretty much ice in a yeah, cooler. cooler um so it was good to have it for like just quick trips, but uh, I wasn't really like in it for extended uh, periods. Okay. But yeah, yeah, just small trips. So you had like home base and use that on the yeah, weekends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In, in home base, like Queenstown, if you like look at the map, like it's kind of right in the middle of a lot of places that would be cool to go travel okay. to. Like, um, I was able to get to like, uh, well, anything south of Queenstown and just like less than a day's drive, or like get to Christchurch in a day's drive, and then. Um, one time, well, actually, uh, when my brother came down to visit, we went like up the West coast and all the way to the, um, to the North part of the South Island. Um, I mean, that took probably like two or three days to get to that point, And then like two or three days on the, uh, coming down on the East coast and then like cut across. So it, like, everything's like a pretty close drive anyways. Okay. Like within a week you could see, you could do like a whole loop of the South Island. And that's the bigger of the two islands. So, yeah, it was kind of nice to have a home base right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Now, doing that all the week, is that, like, strictly driving? And there's time for activities no. to sprinkle in there? Yeah, time to, do yeah. Stuff. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, like I said, I did that loop twice. Uh, the second time um, made a lot of time for more climbing and stuff. And mm-hmm. at one point, got, I got to uh, this place uh, in the north part of the South Island where it was, like, a really good, like... Um, scenery for climbers like good campgrounds and like a lot of climbing around and like they they welcomed climbers quite a lot um so i think i stayed there for like four nights or something like that um and then continued along the other side so i think that was a longer trip that i did the loop that was probably like almost 11 or 12 days or something like that okay yeah all right yeah so because you're doing i mean you just said 11 or 12 days but it sounds like for the most part it was kind of short like two three yeah. days yeah assuming yeah. Because you weren't doing this full time, you had like a job that you were kind of tied to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What yeah. were you doing, uh, like Monday to Friday, or maybe it was shift work? I don't know. Uh, it was uh, so I worked at a hotel down there um, as a concierge. So just like carrying around bags and you know telling tourists what they should see and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which was actually pretty fun. Like the guys I worked with were mostly from England, and they were all like really funny to work with. Um, and I, it was think it was I was full-time for at least the first little bit but maybe went to part-time when I wanted to make t- more time for like scene stuff mm-hmm. um but from what I remember this the shifts were pretty good because if you were on like a morning shift you'd start like pretty early like 6 a.m or 5 a.m or whatever and then be off by two o'clock or one o'clock yeah. or something um I think if you were in an evening shift like it would be a bit harder to work your day around um or you just do a night shift and then as shitty as it would be to like just be working through the night you'd have the whole like next day off anyways mm-hmm. so go climbing the next day would be pretty sweet so 
Yeah. Yeah. It's funny yeah. you say that because, like I said, I just had a chat with Ben. Oh, uh, yeah. Ben Todd. Yeah. That was his, well, his yeah. spiel about paramedic is like do a night yeah. shift and go home, sleep a little bit, and climb yeah. the next day. Oh, man. Well, the amount of times that he's like, like Ben has come off of shift work, gotten like maybe two hours of sleep, maybe no sleep at all. And then goes and sends one of his projects. Kind of <laughs> yeah. <fucked up. laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we chatted about that for sure. Yeah. Did yeah, you, uh, did you have a preference for which shift you took or like um, you try and get a certain one? I think the morning shift, but that was like what everyone wanted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. that, that's what most people wanted. So I was like pretty easy to just like work whatever. Um, and then kind of structure my weekend around that. We'd always have two consecutive days off anyway. So it didn't okay. really matter. Um, cause then you just got like, I would, go climbing in the morning if I was working in the evening and then just wait until my weekend and then like either stay in Queenstown or, or go for a bit of a trip to like the South part or something like that. So, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, I had a thought. Maybe I shouldn't do these podcasts back to back. Kind of burnt it. Um, oh yeah. So your current job is kind of split. I mean, there's no night shift, but it is morning shifts and evening shifts. And for a while there you were, you were working the, the evening shifts yeah um yeah. is that just was that by choice or just kind of like how things fell uh it um, was it was kind of by choice yeah 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 okay like i think this time last year um well i mean like i've been there for almost two years like like i saw yeah, it yeah, yeah yeah i know time's been fine um and for the first little while it was like a bit of morning bit of night shift and whatever but then when uh spring like not past spring but the but spring night before. shift you mean evening shift evening right? shift yeah, yeah, yeah. like okay. uh, three to eleven um when not the past spring but the spring before came around i was like kind of wanting the mornings to climb because that's what like as you know that's like when a lot of our rope crags are like in the shade true um and it's kind of more motivating to wake up early to go climbing rather yeah. than like wake up early to go to, to work. work and then try <laughs> to climb after if you're still like still have the energy um, so for probably the past year, I've been wanting the mornings free for climbing. Uh, but more recently I've been wanting to, uh, get some more morning shifts just to change it up really, like see different people come in at different times. And, um, okay. it's hard for, it's hard to like line up stuff with like you, for example, like we haven't climbed together in forever because you're, you're always working yeah, mornings like Monday or Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a bit trickier when <laughs> most people that I know work those hours and then i'm working like three o'clock every day yeah um so that's that's pretty much the reason i'd want to switch that is just to make more time to actually like uh go climb or like do something with other people yeah. who are available so yeah. more from like a social motivation yeah. standpoint yeah, yeah. so you're, you're not looking to do a complete switch just better balance yeah better so balance yeah. um with setting setting is like a morning to like a seven to three ish kind mm-hmm. of day anyway so that's kind of good to have in the mix as well so, yeah. yeah do you want to run us through what a day setting looks like yeah, so yeah sure. <laughs> i think you mentioned you work at seven bays but seven bays is a local climbing gym yeah just trying to be mindful for people who don't know but yeah. uh yeah what does a setting day look like and how does it different differ from your your day-to-day activities sure thing um to preface i'm still pretty new <laughs> about seven months six months of setting seven months um but from what's been going on it's like we get there at 7 a.m um one of the two locations and um pretty like we're, we're pretty efficient with like taking the holds off the wall so we'll just like blast through that like just holds are flying off the wall like screws flying off the wall um and shuttling them back to our wash bay uh, and then that's where the hold washer who's like separate from the setters will uh start washing through the holds and while they're doing that we're putting up the volumes so the volumes are going to be kind of like the bones of the yeah i've wall. always wondered you guys yeah. you guys decide on the volume location before anything else yeah yeah and we'll uh this is more of uh paul the headsetters part for deciding like where the king lines are gonna go okay but we'll like set up the volumes based on like maybe four or five climbs that are like going to climb through the volumes whether it's like right to left or left to right or whatever um and then set up the volume so it like it looks like it's going to fit for that climb. So there's a general idea of what the climb's going to look exactly, like. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So those would be like the main like king lines, um, and usually the, the the those are the ones that like go up first, um, and then after that we'll kind of, you know, if there was a king line that went from right to left, but there's 
and you already put it up, but then you see like a bit of a line that would go left to right that still hits like, you know, two of the three volumes, then that could be a really good space filler. And that way it's not like if everything's going right to left, that just kind of gets too repetitive and mm -hmm. too boring. So it's good to like completely cross through like a different line. Um, so yeah, once, uh, once we put the volumes up, we'll grab holds based on, you know, uh, color of tape, like the difficulty, um, and, or like, we'll get the color of the holds to match up with whichever tape color we're assigned and mm -hmm. just kind of split up from there and whatever you're assigned with, like kind of go for it. Usually we'll go for like one of each tape color first, excluding like pink tape, which would be like V9, V10 or whatever. So the hardest of, yeah, them, yeah. they'll usually, they, unless there's like an immediate idea for, uh, a pink tape climb like that'll usually be one of the last things to go on the wall okay but pretty much anything from like green to black which is what most people are climbing like a lot of people are climbing anyways like um we'll put those things up first like one at a time um and then revisit like the the easier ended climbs because those are really good space fillers like you're not gonna put one of you know one of the easier ended climbs as like a king line you know yeah you'd yeah, put you're you. more likely to put like a middle of the ground like kind of something that's more accessible for yeah. a lot of people exactly and, yeah. something that is gonna be accessible for a lot of people like the harder climbers will be using it as like a good warm-up yeah and like you know other people are going to be using it as like their project for the next two weeks anyways um so something from like v3 to v5 would probably be like the mid-range like good king line that people are gonna go in there just to climb that thing okay. so that kind of gets the so that'd be a lot of blue tapes yeah okay yeah. So a lot of blue tapes yeah <laughs> that's interesting because yeah. when i was talking with julia julia has this new goal like it's it's a weekly goal because you guys are setting every week but yeah. to climb every blue tape in the gym sweet so yeah. it's interesting to see that like nice. a lot of blue and like maybe purple tapes by the sounds of it are uh, are the king lines which yeah yeah she's really getting the best bang for her buck it sounds nice. like yeah no, definitely. Like there's like green and blues are definitely like the mo most popular because that'll be like V3 and V4, I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure. Um, and that'll be like, you know, most people's projects or their warm up or like they're a part of their circuit. Like if they go on there and they're like, okay, I'm going to do like what Julia's doing, like all the greens or all the blues or whatever. Um, then those are definitely like the most popular ones. Um, and it's good to like mix up the holds that are used for those the specific uh grades because then like you're introducing some new things for like a you know someone who's going for the first like v3 like if they're if they've never pinched before then mm. you're introducing pinching to them or doing like a compression move or like some pretty generous crimps but if if they're new to crimping then like that's gonna be a good lesson for them yeah 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 so how do you decide what style climb you're gonna set like, it seems like there's so much creativity question. to it um yeah like it kind of <laughs> depends on the holds really yeah um whenever i'm given crimps i'm like pretty stoked because <laughs> like. yeah i'll set like a good crimp fest like all day i fucking <laughs> love that um but uh th then other times you just have to like adapt like we have some holds that are just pockets and like me personally i'm not good at climbing pockets or you know or pinches for example yeah so but you said you like setting crimps is that because you're good at climbing crimps i think so yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> i'd say um but when i'm given something that's like pinches or or pockets or something it's still good to kind of get out of that comfort zone um and or like with slopers like you can do some crazy stuff with slopers um it also depends on like which section of the wall is going to be yours to fill up. Like if it's like, like kind of how inclined, yeah. How inclined, like if it's going to be something overhang, then like you have to be a lot more generous with, um, how deep the holds are. If it's going to be on the slab, then you can get like pretty sketchy feet and stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, that would be like the crux of it is just having delicate feet and trusting your feet. Um, so yeah, there's a, a couple of different things to be thinking about is like the, hold set that you have but also like which part of the wall you're on and what um, what difficulty you're going for like how mean you can be you say how mean yeah how mean <laughs> you can be yeah. yeah yeah i like that yeah um so yeah there's obviously a certain level of creativity when you're setting it sounds like yeah um and personally i find there's also 
not to the same degree, but when you're outside and you are climbing, there's a certain level of creativity because like everybody has different bodies, different size hands, different oh, yeah. ape indexes and stuff. So um, not everybody's going to climb the same climb the same way. Oh yeah, no, exactly. How do you find the creativity of setting a problem indoors compares to creativity of climbing a problem outdoors? Yeah, it's a good question. I'd say like either consciously or like subconsciously, like it's probably playing a factor um, to think, I mean, that's kind of like the tradition of it is that like when someone finds the beta it's like they like a lot of people think that's the only way to do the climb mm -hmm. is like the way that we've been told to do it or that our friends have done it um but like if you can cramp harder than that other person then you might find like a different way to get through the climb and i guess that that could relate to indoors like if you're thinking of like maybe more so for like footwork and stuff mm -hmm. um because setting like very forced foot maneuvers like you're trying to force like some crazy foot swaps on a slab or something then that's going to give you the ability to like notice it outside when you can yeah. do that same thing on like a small crystal or something mm -hmm. um or same with like heels or something so yeah yeah that's another yeah. aspect of creativity to outdoors is when you're indoor climbing your holds are defined and mm. you can only use the holds that are the prescribed color whereas outdoors whatever you find you can use exactly so you can yeah. really explore and kind of figure it out oh yeah yeah um when you're climbing outdoors do you prefer to have like have seen somebody climb it so you know the beta of how somebody's going to climb it or would you rather get up there and explore and kind of get creative and see what's there um yes and no i'd say that like it's good to have like the like see a friend climb it or something so then like mm. you know like the the way that they did it or like the holds that they used or like pretty much like the basic way that the line goes yeah um but i'd say i'm, I'm like more interested in figuring out what's going to work for me yeah um and that's like that's the fun of climbing really like it's good to just like see someone else's beta and then if they're like you know longer if they have like uh better crimp strength or something like that then i'm gonna look at the same boulder and be like okay i probably can't do that move because it's too spanned out mm -hmm. so i'm gonna think of a way to make this more doable for me um I, I was thinking of a climb that i sent or like earlier in the season where it was like i added like four or five foot moves just to avoid like this one kind of like dead pointy uh spanned out move to a crimp um but by adding those like three or four foot moves and then placing a right heel i was able to like make the move right without around. being like too desperate okay yeah yeah so kind of just like playing to what works for you in yeah. order to achieve that goal yeah exactly yeah okay. yeah so that's fun yeah so the, yeah we touched on um a day of setting uh obviously not setting every day i think you'd be pretty exhausted <laughs> um but what is uh an average day on uh any six of the other seven days the the work week look like for you um usually not climbing <laughs> trying like <laughs> trying to climb to maintain but also like trying to rest yeah um yeah usually maybe like a day of like just whatever climbing like circuits or like training or something like that um a is lot this of while you're working um, no, it'd be like usually before work, I'll go in a okay. little bit early and do like, just like a little circuit training or like moonboarding or a little hangboarding or yeah. something, um, just to maintain it. But, uh, for the most part, um, mobility <laughs> has been like almost like a daily thing, which is kind of good. I kind of like, uh, you know, working on my shoulders for mobility and stuff so that'd like be that. be like stretching? Yeah. Yeah. Or just like, yeah, stretching or like doing uh, physio based exercises. Like I just, uh, was going to physio at the place that's next to seven bays and, and bears like, like okay. started going there. Um, so I have like a list of things that I do just like, uh, hit the weaker parts of my shoulders. Yeah. Um, but, uh, other than that, I try to do things that aren't really climbing related, like just to kind of break up that, like, the work and play aspect of mm -hmm. it because if I'm, like if i'm always working at the gym like talking about climbing and stuff like that it's kind of nice to have like 
a day like just on my own time or like in the morning to go like biking or surfing or like mm-hmm. something that's just a bit different and something that i'm like um just enjoying on my own so, yeah. yeah yeah do you find this is something i wanted to talk about but working in a climbing gym do you find it almost puts you too close to your passions or how do you like you just touched on you you go biking and surfing instead but what are other ways you find the balance between work and play because they're so closely intertwined yeah yeah it's definitely um very inter- intertwined because it's like uh if i'm like working at the desk for um you know three or four of the days in my work week then like i'm you know seeing a lot of climbers talking to a lot of climbers which is great and i really like that part of it um but it's nice to have like the times when i'm not at the gym to be like out doing something that's like i'm kind of new to like for mm-hmm. biking being an example like just gotten into mountain biking like three months ago or something it's been pretty hot so i haven't really been doing it recently yeah. but that was a good thing to like break away from uh from like just always thinking about climbing yeah you know because that then i'm like thinking about biking and then like um figuring out like where like what kind of bike i need and like what where's where's the place to go and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and how do you actually hit a jump and whatever um so that's been like a really fun and exciting thing to just like change up um the week i guess yeah yeah i find for me personally new hobbies are always fun because it's, obviously it's a new hobby it's a new experience but also it's new uh like systems to dive into yeah. like you said figuring out what kind of bike you need or what shocks or yeah you just like re you're not relearning the same and it's like you've learned all the climbing lingo and the ins and outs and you're just relearning now the biking ins and outs yeah. lingo yeah but you also get to dial in your systems so last winter was my f- second season ice climbing i was really like experimental season where right. you're like oh do i need to bring this so you bring it and when you use it and you just like slowly shrink your pack size down and down so right. just like those new i think like relearning is kind of stimulating exciting it's, it's just problem solving all over again yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah it's like a a new learning curve to it yeah which is pretty which is sweet. Like, yeah it's exciting it's something mm-hmm. new um so based off what you just described sounds like you're not very likely to go climb in the gym after you finish the shift like you've been there yeah. for eight hours now yeah yeah, yeah. and with with like uh setting more frequently as well it's like even if even if i personally or like if whoever's on the setting team like doesn't send every single climb in forerunning then it's kind of like like it would be good to go back and like try to send it but it's kind of like you already know like exactly yeah like that kind of magic of figuring out the beta and like feeling every hold for the first time is is kind of gone, gone. Gotcha. um like that's i mean that goes with saying that like being the person who sets the climb and being like behind the scenes of that that's like super enjoyable for me mm-hmm. um so i think that in itself is like like the exciting part of it is while i'm like there and actually putting up the holds for the first time and being the first one to touch them yeah um just to like to go back and try to climb it again if it's like a a harder climb that I wasn't able to send during forerunning. Um, I might go back for it, but it's also like not as much like uh, on my list of immediate things I'd want to do. I'd kind of, I'd probably pick going to, to like work on the moon board for yeah. a bit instead of going for like this project that was already like, um, I already felt all the holds on. Yeah. Yeah. Can you explain a little bit what forerunning is? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, so once uh, everyone puts up, however many climbs they got in them like anywhere from two to four climbs after you know four hours or something like that um we'll have lunch and then go back in the gym and like get warmed up and pretty much climb everything from uh starting with the easiest climbs which are yellow tapes for us at seven bays and then orange tapes and then greens and so forth um making tweaks to them like along the way it's kind of good to have all of us working on the same climb at the same time so then we can you know spitball ideas like have like not be like calling each other out for like what didn't work but kind of having that constructive criticism to work as a team and be like okay this is too hard like this isn't the target grade we want so mm-hmm. we kind of have to get to a point of agreement for a lot of those things at the end of the day it's like all the the uh, head setters decision mm-hmm. um but it's it's good collaborative work like it's really really fun to forerun with everyone 
Um, and then when we get up into the harder climbs, that's where it gets like more interesting. Sometimes they take more time. Sometimes they take less time, depending on like, again, how hard you want to make, yeah. like how hard you want to be. Um, and sometimes we'll have to, depending on how tired, we'll have to like climb it in sections. So like yeah. if, if like one person goes up and does like the first three moves, but then falls on the fourth move, then we're already maybe maybe a second person would do that same thing like make sure that the start of the climb goes pretty well mm -hmm. but for the most part you're going to start at the last person's high point okay yeah and a lot of the times we'll use ladders to like ladder someone in so yeah. like if the crux is going to be in the top third of the climb then like and no one's gotten through it yet then we're gonna you know someone's gonna walk up on a ladder while another setter is holding the ladder and then once they pull onto the wall get like move the ladder pretty quickly so they don't fall on it yeah and then hopefully get that next move so then like the high point is pushed a bit further yeah um and that way it saves everyone else's skin because if we're like starting from the bottom and doing like these hard moves just to get into the crux then it's like oh yeah everyone's gonna burn out yeah you know? there's so many tries in you yeah. And stuff. Yeah. yeah so it's not super con like i guess some of the stronger guys would uh disagree but i'd say it's not super common that um we send something ground to top okay like in the harder ended climbs um but then i mean sometimes we do like some well not me but sometimes <laughs> like the other guys will send the harder climbs because like it just goes that day for them like if they're feeling really fresh yeah. about it so yeah okay or girls sorry yeah 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 there's a mix what's the division of uh um setters so there's um right now chloe's on she just got back. And she, she was away, was, wasn't she? She was yeah. away. She was in BC uh, in her van or went all over the place, but I think stayed in BC for the most part. Um, but she got just got back and she's uh, she was setting last year. Um, there was also uh, Andrea who was setting over the winter. Yeah. She's really strong. Um, Dominique has been setting every okay, now yeah. and again. Yeah. Um, Natasha set for the longest time, even I think once I started working there was pretty close to when she was done working so that was mm -hmm. almost two years ago so there's usually only or at least there has been like only one maybe two females on the setting team and then like four or five guys so yeah it's not like 50 50 mm -hmm. um which is a bit controversial but like yeah yeah yeah. When it comes to setting for competitions, particularly the finals, um, because there are men's problems and women's problems, yeah. um, I'm, I could Google this and probably find out, yeah. but uh, <laughs> while you're here, uh, is it usually like the women who set for the women, or do you guys mix it up? And or... uh, Usually mix it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, like you, like, you were there last week for that competition, but like uh, the women that were there were fucking strong so like, yeah um just because like you know you or i or like other male setters can't do a move like they'll probably be able to do it anyways you know like um so it, it kind of it's good to have like different abilities for strength wise and different styles of climbers to be forerunning it and that's kind of when it would really decide like if it's going to be um if it's gonna be like a women's final climb or if we have to like change it at all, uh, would be in like the forerunning when like uh, we get more of a say from like Andrea or Chloe or whoever the female setter is. Okay. Like they'll probably, yeah, they'll be able to uh, like evaluate how it is because they've like just those two specifically have had a couple of competitions where they got, they've gotten like first and second in. Um, so like they'll be able to they know, know what they good, feel like, yeah. like the final problems and stuff exactly yeah yeah, yeah they have the experience so, yeah yeah so back to forerunning it sounds like your days when you're setting are almost climbing days in and of themselves so you're kind of getting it makes sense why on your your off days or like after a shift you're, you're not going back climbing because yeah. are you guys i know there's two gyms bears lake and on and are you setting at both of them currently um kind of depends on the week some days i'll be like yesterday was at uh or two days ago was at gaijin and we set this lab um we're not setting 
or we didn't set today like we normally would, but since it was the comp last week. Um, and then next week I'm only on for Thursday. So okay. kind of depends. Like I'm usually on for Bears Lake, which is like good. It's like a bigger gym. Not so much at Gaijin, um, which I don't really mind. Like it's good to have like only one of the two days in yeah. a lot of cases because um, usually like if on the day that I'm setting on like Thursday, like Wednesday is pretty much going to be a rest day like full full on you know like the day before is the rest day and then sometimes the day after setting is also like you're pretty tired from it so to be setting twice a week like once on tuesday once on wednesday then that's pretty much like monday is your rest day wednesday is your thursday wednesday is your also rest day and then thursday is another setting day so that's four of your seven days where you're going to be yeah okay yeah yeah i was thinking that Oh, that's cool. You get paid to go climbing, basically. Yeah. I mean, yeah, while yeah. you're far running. But yeah. it sounds like if you're taking a rest day before and after, it does take up like quite a bit of your week. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit tricky to balance things. And then that's why it's kind of nice to do something like biking because then it's not really going to completely mess you up for Yeah, uh, for different muscles and setting. stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So how do you decide between biking or surfing when you do to go for your time off? Oh, like, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, more recently, it's been surfing because... I don't know if I'd want to be sweating on a bike right now. Yeah, especially um, today. Yeah, like probably, like if you asked me like two months ago, I was definitely more into biking. I was pretty stoked on it. But um, I think, yeah, I've been surfing more recently than I had like this time last year, which is pretty cool. It's like kind of um, starting all over again, like the excitement of it, I guess. Um, so for now, like since it's like pretty hot and it's nice to get – out into like the water um i'd say surfing is usually taking the, mm-hmm. the priority right now yeah yeah do you think if you worked in a surf shop things would be switched like you'd be climbing more than surfing or? maybe that's a good point i can see yeah i can see that happening but then at the same time it's like i, I don't really know if I'd want to be sweating under a boulder still. Like it's, if it's True, like too hot, yeah. it, it would still be nice to, even if you're kind of tired of like talking about surfing or like always going surfing, it would probably still be nice to at least Just be like refreshing in the water. Yeah, yeah. Something that's like going to cool you down a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know you've been on climbing trips and, and ski trips. Uh, have you ever done a surfing trip? No. Or a biking trip? No. 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 I guess biking's relatively new. Yeah. So. Biking's pretty new, but yeah. no, never on a surfing trip. No. Okay. When it So when it comes time to plan the next vacation, how are you going to make that decision? Oh, good point. I'd say that, not to say that winter's like close, but like now is usually kind of the time when I'd be starting, like I'd be thinking about a ski trip. Um, so that might be the next uh the next trip to plan would be like a ski trip in january okay yeah and you you're recently in rebels was that in january you went out that was in january yeah Yeah. okay would you go back there you go explore a different yeah yeah okay yeah that that was the second time there yeah oh okay yeah yeah so is it like that for for all places you visit that you'd rather go back to them or it just depends on how good the activity there is i'd say how good um but like since like I've been on quite a few ski trips, so I think that like Revelstoke was kinda like the best spot yet. Mm-hmm. Um and the first time I was there was four years ago with a couple of buddies and my dad. It was like great time. So once the opportunity came up to go there, like I think for maybe a week we were deciding on Revelstoke or somewhere new, like Kicking Horse or Fernie or something. But since we already went to Revelstoke and we knew that there was like a lot of side country that we or slack country that we hadn't even gone to yet then like it would be pretty sweet to go there and like try to branch out mm-hmm. from where we were like four years ago so that was a pretty easy decision um but with other things like like climbing for example like for a climbing trip i'd probably want to just go somewhere new somewhere almost new. every okay. time yeah just to get the variety of like rock and like just just climbing style and whatnot so yeah yeah interesting because by the sounds of it my interpretation until you mentioned like climbing you go elsewhere is yeah. like it seems like you enjoy 
more being immersed in the activity itself than immersed in a location. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. you were going back to, but I guess it probably depends on the activity. Yeah. It sounds no, that's like. a good thing to pick out from it for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe just since. Uh, I guess I've this is a little. Uh, like I don't ski, so I don't really know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But it seems like skiing, if you're in powder, you're in powder regardless of where you are. Whereas climbing, there's like different types of rock, different styles of climbing yeah. that you can. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, on. like. And since, the skiing in Canada is like, pretty good. Like I haven't done any skiing, in Europe or anything. But I mean, we have some pretty great skiing in Canada. So, at, I mean, at least on the west coast. Um, so why fix something if it's not broken yeah. like if if rebel soak was good four years ago then like why not go again uh whereas like what you're saying with climbing like although we have good climbing in canada like it would be sweet to you know go to spain or go some like somewhere different go like south america or something where it is that different rock or it's like a different style of climbing or whatever different culture for climbing um I think that would be pretty sweet yeah 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 um just think about traveling obviously you need to take time off for that yeah uh you know, as a gym setter you can't really work remotely no but seven base has the sister company in montreal la up yeah have you ever considered kind of going there for a couple of weeks and setting or is that even a an um, option of, that's available I don't really, well or it's, maybe it's not even French. something you're interested in there you go yeah. <laughs> so, uh, i don't think i'd even be able to because I wish I spoke French, but I don't, yeah. I, I don't. So Might be like, a good opportunity to learn, just yeah, like dive head in. That's true, yeah, because setting is like a pretty, it can be like a pretty fast-paced thing, mm -hmm. um, so, and like communication can be pretty quick anyway, so I'm sure that they wouldn't really slow down just to speak some English, so they'd want to be like speaking French, yeah. but if, if it was like a different case where like the sister gym was in like Alberta or BC or something like that, I'd definitely consider going yeah. there and like setting or working the desk or kind of doing the same job I am now, but at a different gym to see how they run their things over there. Yeah. And so your job now on your, on your non setting for running days, you're kind of just helping people out who are new and yeah. checking people in and yeah. 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 Check people in like, um, getting people interested in climbing and like getting them excited and especially like those who are there's like a good amount of people that have just gotten into climbing over the winter and like since the pandemic so those people are really at this point like they're really getting into their you know first like v2 v3 v4 whatever um and that's really exciting because like they're so stoked for this climb that's like other people would be like say that it's like you know kind of a bit easier or a bit like of a warm-up or whatever but for someone who like if they're at their like try hard mode for that climb then that's really cool to see and when they actually get it then that's like really awesome because what they feel as hard is totally relative to what we feel as hard like it's all the same yeah, feeling yeah. so when they have that first feeling of like accomplishment for like this crimpy whatever or like this overhang burly climb um then that's like really cool to see and to talk to about them like if on their way out like always talk to them and be like oh good job like i saw you like mm. top out that that climb that green tape or whatever um then they get really stoked then they want to come back so yeah 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 just knowing that people are noticing and like especially an employee or somebody who's oh, set yeah. like yeah it's ever happened where you set like somebody has gotten a problem and then on the way out you're like i actually said that one yeah sometimes yeah. sometimes yeah <laughs> like, how'd you find it was it good <laughs> yeah sometimes i'll ask uh for some uh some tips on like what what could have been better and stuff like that sometimes it's a bit dangerous too but for the most part when it's like the mid-range stuff of like you know where 80 percent of the climbers are is like v2 v3 v4 um that's good to get that feedback and if it's like maybe I'll say like, oh, I set that one, like, could you give me a bit of feedback? And then I'll hear it or I'll just like not even tell them that I said it. I'll be like, what'd you think of this one over here? And then get and the then feedback, reveal. get the more honest feedback. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll be able to take like all of its good information to have. Oh, definitely. You know? That's like 
I'm definitely hoping to get some feedback for this podcast. Yeah, oh, yeah that's the only way you get better and stuff, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Do you host? I know Seven Bays does put on some workshops. Are you involved with any of those? Um, no, not really. No, no there, okay. there was, I think I took over for two of the workshops just because like whoever was in couldn't make it, like they got sick or something. Um, so that those were the only times I actually did the workshops, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I meant to ask earlier, are you better at making coffees now? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Much better. Um, do you know Ryan Driscoll by chance? Uh, I don't think so. He, might. he, uh, he came up with a new drink and it's like the drink to go for. So I've been having a lot of that lately. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to try it. Yeah. I'll tell you the details after. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> secret. It's top secret. So okay. Yeah. Secret menu at seven days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you find when you're outdoor climbing, so seven days is a bouldering gym, there's no yeah. rope climbing. Um, do you find working in a bouldering gym impacts your outdoor climbing? All right. Or how, I'm assuming it does, how does it impact your outdoor climbing? Yeah, be sure. it the solo, like what you choose to go climb or just really in any manner. Yeah, for sure. That, uh, that's kind of been like this so far this summer and like spring. And same with like all of last season. I bouldered a whole lot more than I did rope climb. Like even like this, this year I haven't really been on a rope, um, which I, I don't mind. Like I actually really enjoy that. Um, and it's like, it usually comes from the fact that like I work with a lot of boulders only, like not a whole lot of people that I work with do both. Like, Oh you know, really? Yeah. Like, I mean, Dom does and like Jack and, um, that's kind of it really. <laughs> but like, uh, most of them are really stoked on climbing, like just for, for bouldering sakes. Like they don't really want to go for a big long day just to go on a rope and stuff. So it's kind of nice like that because we'll be, working together but also organizing climbing plans for like tomorrow or the next day or the weekend so yeah i think i've been enjoying bouldering more than yeah usual and over the winter too like i actually bouldered this winter okay. which was the first time going like all all through the year um and that was actually pretty fun i like the winter more than the summer well we're just talking about heat yeah and yeah yeah oh yeah man yeah so it sounds like it's not uncommon to go climbing with your coworkers. no yeah yeah no makes sense yeah i feel like you wouldn't work at a climbing gym if you're not interested in climbing yeah, yeah. no exactly yeah 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 um do you have any upcoming trips other than the ski one we just talked about like anything planned for the fall or you're just kind of coasting for now not really yeah no okay not really i kind of want to make a bit of time for like either staying around here or like going up to Cape Breton and like actually um, doing more activities around there. Cause like I, I actually was going to talk to ask you about like hiking and stuff. Oh like, yeah. yeah because that. I kind of want to ask away. We as well talk yeah, about it now. <laughs> yeah. That, that's kind of like, just cause it's so simple to go up there for like a little weekend and go for a little hike or whatever. Yeah. Um, and there's, I've been seeing a lot of people that like I grew up with going on these really nice hikes um, through the highlands. So, it seems like it's pretty close and accessible and stuff like that. But for some reason, it always feels tricky to just do the initial drive. Because yeah, it's like it is. Five hour drive or something. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's almost tough to do in a regular weekend. Because, I mean, if you leave after work, well, if I leave after work, then you're getting there at like 10. I yeah. guess if you work a morning shift, you're a little more reasonable. I'll get there around 8. And yeah, exactly. Stuff and yeah, but it seems like you're always going back, like just every second weekend you're going back which is really cool i wish yeah. i could do that yeah, well it depends on like what's going on and my accessibility to a vehicle and stuff but oh, thankfully right. yeah. um work provides the opportunity to work remotely sweet so i can kind of like there's been times uh where i've worked remotely for a couple of days from the farm just because nice. i worked out like a driver's going up once or whatever and so yeah. it really really helps with that even in march my roommate got covid right the week before i was supposed to go to quebec to ski so i was just like all right i'm out of here right See you later. Yeah, yeah i just don't want to risk it i remember it. that yeah so i went to, to the farm and worked remotely for four or five days i think like it might have been a whole week and like my boss is super understanding i was just nice. like hey no problem but i think you that comes with just like putting the work in and knowing you're reliable and stuff yeah and, yeah and yeah but uh i haven't been back in a while but oh really yeah okay. i'm thinking 
I think May long weekend was the last time I was home. Oh, wow. Up in Cape Breton, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I even, we're supposed to do shearing coming up, but I right. was like, I don't know when I'll be home next. I think mom's going to tackle that. But uh, okay, it's nice. definitely a fun spot to go to. Yeah. 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 Is there anything specific in Cape Breton you're looking at? Or? Uh, like hike-wise? No, or just in general. Just, or yeah, like, in yeah. general. Um, not really. No. No, just a little bit of whatever's going on. Like my parents just last year got a spot in this like cool trailer lot okay uh, in inverness so that's kind of like a good place to just base out of there and just like hang out with them and Mm -hmm. go for hikes and whatever and go it's pretty close to like the highlands to go hiking there so yeah there's definitely spots that uh have been on my list that i want to like try and hike or like i mean the uh, some of my buddies that like i went to revelstoke with like they've been doing more ski touring yeah. in the highlands so even like not just in the winter like i want to check it out more in the or not just in the summer i want to check it out more in the winter yeah. as well seems like the backcountry skiing snowboarding scene has kind of become more popular there yeah. recently yeah which is really cool yeah 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 ever done any cross-country skiing no 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 interest <laughs> looks pretty boring <laughs> i know you're into it but i don't know how you can fucking it's it seems pretty boring <laughs> yeah you're not a runner either are you? no yeah no. i think yeah i feel that, like that, that ties yeah, together that makes sense yeah 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 um back to to work at seven bays are you still doing the video stuff no not really okay no. setting kind of took, uh, over. took over for that which okay. is good like settings like a new thing that like i didn't really know much mm-hmm. about but have felt like i've been you know using the time to like actually learn stuff and just absorb yeah. everything and like well, you've taken a couple courses right uh for setting for setting there were, yeah there was a workshop that uh for like the people who like work the desk who want to like uh, oh there's an, an internal workshop yeah yeah okay. it was just like an internal workshop for okay. like just the i think it was four of us who like expressed interest yeah. in, in setting for quite some time um so that was really helpful uh but even before that i think i was already setting for about four months before the workshop at the rock court at dow oh yeah well i forgot about the rock court because you um, took a course through there didn't you yeah, yeah yeah that would have been like a long time ago it was like an actual year and a half ago i think um yeah i forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i guess i said at uh the rock court like every you know two months or something yeah, like yeah. it was it was super casual um but uh the workshop like at seven bays that was probably like four months after i started setting at seven bays so okay. i like already had like some experience like just you know through trial and error yeah um and then to have the workshop was really good to actually have more of a structure going forward and since then uh like been setting a bit more frequently and like did the comp which was just last weekend and like another comp a bit earlier in the uh in the summer yeah so yeah sounds like the the rock card course because you you went to go do that on your own time yeah but you want with the intention to eventually set exactly so it sounds yeah. like it's paid off yeah to... yeah it's, it was definitely i knew it was going to be like a long uh long process to like learn it and like mm-hmm. start somewhere like the dow rock court so it's like they were just looking for casual people, kind of brand new setters to come on in. Um, because then to like, to take what I learned from the rock court and try to learn the, like apply those, apply those skills to seven bays too early would probably have been like more harm than good. Like I wouldn't have been, yeah. if I like tried to speed the process to just like only set at seven bays, then I probably wouldn't have been doing too well. Um, it was kind of nice to have like that actual like beginner setting experience to just you know mess up a whole bunch but mm-hmm. it's only at like this place where it's pretty casual and it's just like meant to be more so on your free time um because now I, I feel like a bit more of more confidence with it like i'm still super new to it like compared to the others but uh feel like a bit more confident mm-hmm. with it so yeah yeah, yeah. When are you going to yeah. start setting cracks at the gym? <laughs> no, you're going to ask that at some point. <laughs> Sometimes we'll set them, man. You, I, I think you missed it because um, you weren't in the – you didn't go in the qualifiers or anything. But there was like a, a hand jam and then another hand jam. It was like three holds in a row, like in a line. Um, and 
an equal amount of space in between each hold. So there was like a perfect hand jam, but it was like, um, it was horizontal and not vertical. So I don't know if it would really <laughs> help you get up the wall. Um, and yeah, there was like a double fist stack a little while ago. Uh, okay. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Oh, I'll keep my eyes open. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Cool. Yeah. Interesting. I learned a lot about the, the setting aspect of things today. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I was always curious about how, like, how do you even start? But just, I guess you just have a vision and you put the volumes and. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, there's more steps to it. To than just spraying things on the hole. Yeah. The wall. It kind of figures yeah. itself out. One thing I've been, I don't know if this makes sense indoors, but if, if there were like dummy holes, just because, like, outdoors, we were talking about the creativity. you got to really figure out the yeah. problem, right? But yeah. if you could recreate that indoors, that'd be cool. I don't know. what. Dummy not... holds, what do you mean? Well, just, like, a problem indoors is pretty... I don't want to say straightforward, but you know where your holds are. Right. So if there were fake holds that weren't... Okay, that's what I plan, thought you meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this might just be the outdoor climber and me coming out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's standard practice anywhere. Well, yeah, I mean... You've done a lot of sketchier trad climbs, so like that's part uh, of your I don't experience. Know if I'd say sketchy, but <laughs> okay, maybe that's a part of your experience. Is like you're adding on a some on something that looks like it's pretty solid, but it's not. But you want to bring that inside. You want to have like. Well, I want to be holes. safe for yeah. sure, but yeah, just sure. like I guess the root finding. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's just something I enjoy about climbing is trying to figure it out. Even indoors, like when there's a climb that stumps me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I really got to figure this out. Then I'm like, okay, this is this is fun to have. Yeah. 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 When you haven't seen somebody do it, and you got to figure it out for yourself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can't ask anyone like, what the hold feels like or something. Like you're kind of gonna be the one to figure it out for yourself yeah which is really fun yeah, yeah. exactly yeah yeah is there anything else you want to touch on no yeah no you got any questions for me yeah flip the switch swap mics uh, how was your trip i didn't even ask you oh it was, it was really yeah. it was interesting just talking Sick. yeah um on the term of balance most of my travel beforehand had been strictly climbing trips okay uh since i'd gotten into climbing but this was nice because it was a good balance of a couple of different activities. Yeah. Uh, just something I've been trying to figure out lately, even just here in Halifax, is how do I want to spend my, my spare time? Like, yeah, do I want to do sure. it climbing or go mountain biking or running? And then training is a whole other thing. Because you got to be pretty committed to a training plan if you're training for something. Yeah. Just struggling sure. with that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, totally on board for bikepacking. I think it's a really cool, cool way to experience and see a landscape yeah um so biking around lake tahoe was really fun yeah sweet and then obviously climbing in yosemite was cool oh yeah. Um, yeah for sure i have a hot take though when it comes to climbing i think okay tuolumne meadows just still in yosemite park yep is better than yosemite valley but again i think that's just my personality like it was less right. crowded yeah you had longer approach more of like an alpine feel yeah that sounds like your type of vibe <laughs> yeah and then uh helping support Reed cool set in the western states 100 was uh first time like crewing a race okay but it was really cool to be in that environment um just that energy and like the week before i'd left i've been i coincidentally watched runs about the race i didn't know the race was happening until i got to california oh, okay cool and uh, i was sitting in an aid station and like a dude ran in just lifted his hands it was honestly like a f1 pit crew stop his his crew like took his shirt off for him took everything out of what? his running belt filled it back in put a shirt on gave him water balls and he was out and i was like what that was hayden hawks like i just saw him on youtube yeah three days ago that's crazy <laughs> so, yeah it was uh the trip was was awesome and uh i think i definitely have some multi-sport trips planned for my future somewhere sweet yeah, yeah that's pretty sweet i'm glad that worked out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. cool Cool. wrap it up I, uh, I actually might be going to seven days i don't know if you want to come do you work today <laughs> uh no <laughs> don't work today <laughs> um yeah. Gaijin or uh, i think Gaijin. Yeah. yeah i think there might be some people there but i don't know nice. I have to... check out the slab climbs yeah they're, they're pretty good we okay. did them just two days ago yeah. they're pretty sweet you can tell me which one you said uh um, tell, tell you afterwards <laughs> yeah once i get your, your opinion on yeah. it so, yeah all right sounds good thanks for asking about and doing this yeah no problem thanks Alex. So this episode was recorded a few weeks ago, but Adam and I hadn't done the photo side of things until last week. 
So it's been sitting uh, around waiting to be shared and a few of the topics we talked about aren't really as recent as they should have been, but hopefully you enjoy this episode anyways. Uh, and we finally pulled together a schedule and are back to giving sneak peek to next week's guest. So we'll be sitting down with uh, Phil Sador to talk about his work with MUD, his time spent as a grad student, and how his energy levels differ from a day on his feet to a day in front of a computer. <laughs>